0: And try again. Torah Resource presents The Rob and Caleb Show. All aboard! And now, from two sides of the same state, here they are, Rob and Caleb.
1: What up and shalom welcome to the rob and caleb show My name is caleb hagg with me as always a rob Van Hoff. What up and shalom rob
2: Shalom How's it going brother? It is going well i'm Wrapping up all my preparations for this uh coming Conference and hoping it's gonna be Pretty good
1: for those who don't know rob and I are uh Supposed to be presenting papers at this year's UMJA, not to be confused with the UMJC. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Um, And that is where I'm supposed to leave Tacoma, Washington uh, tomorrow morning. However, uh, many people might not realize this, but I am in the process of trying to buy a house with my family. And uh, we haven't closed yet. And uh, that's we were supposed to close yesterday. So it's becoming a little bit of a concern because uh, I need to leave tomorrow morning. However, my house hasn't closed, so praying about that. Anyway, we're actually uh, this this show right now is being recorded. Before Wednesday, and uh, so I apologize to everyone who uh, might be in the chat room right now. Uh, we're not going to be looking at your comments and commenting because this is a pre-recorded show, and the reason we did yeah, that. Yeah. So
2: if it, if it seems like Caleb and I are totally unresponsive to the chat room, <laughs> and if it seems, because...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if it seems like we're actually focused on this show,
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, if if I really seem this distracted, as if the chat room was there, there might be a problem.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um.
2: So Just like Caleb checking his tweets right now.
1: well i'm not checking my tweaks i'm tweets i'm checking to make sure that my my, my mortgage officer hasn't called me um okay
2: uh any other officers yes
1: exactly well hey no matter what no matter when you're listening to this or watching this uh we want to thank you for tuning into the robin caleb show uh as always pre-recorded or not the uh person who does all of our radio programming is gary springer So a big thanks to Gary. And always, our website and our chat room are all the responsibility of a Mark Randall. And so a big thank you to Mark Randall as well. And, of course, this show is produced and brought to you by TorahResource.com, biblically-based, honoring Yeshua, upholding Torah. Find everything uh, you could possibly want to about Messianic uh, theology on TorahResource.com. You can find all sorts of free articles, all sorts of books that you can buy, lectures, audio lectures, DVDs, the like. You name it, you can probably find it there. Okay, uh, with that all out of the way, let's talk about some different things. This I, you know, this show might be a little bit shorter than normal, which is fine. Rob and I are busy getting ready for uh, this, this good old conference that's going on. Let's talk about, hmm, where should we go first? Let's talk about this first. Oh, yeah, wait, hang on just a sec. I apologize. I'm all discombobulated here. I'm trying to... What's going on? My computer is frozen up. I apologize, folks. Um, Well, I'd like to talk about this, but my computer just froze. There we go. Okay. Um, There's one of them. Let's talk about this. So several weeks ago, we did the uh, show on Kabbalah, and a lot of people like that show. It was, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people are dealing with different aspects of Kabbalah within their communities and whatnot. And somebody writes in on that video for, on YouTube, it says, Is the Tree of Life from Kabbalah? What exactly is it? I've heard it mentioned several times by others, but I'm not sure what it is, and I've been a bit skittish about being around those that teach about it. Well, that's a great question. Uh, Yes and no. The Tree of Life is not from Kabbalah. Originally, the Tree of Life is from Genesis 2, right? He put the Tree of Life in the in the garden. So that's where we originally get the Tree of Life from, is from the Torah. Uh, now, of course, that's been taken and, and uh, ran with in all sorts of different directions. I think that the evil one, Satan or Satan or however you want to, uh, you know, Lucifer or whatever, Uh, I think that he is very sly. I think that he likes to take things that God has has made holy, things that God has uh, created uh, in a pure form, and he likes to pervert those. We see that with marriage, right? We talked last week about uh, gay marriage in our country. So he's taken the model of, of marriage, which is supposed to be a pure and, and holy and wonderful thing, and he's distorting it and making it into something that's not what it's supposed to be. Um, he does that with the family model. He does that with all sorts of different things. And so one of the things that he's done that with, I think, is, uh, you know, and he does it with small things too, like the Tree of Life. Um, it is true that the that Kabbalah has taken what they call the Ain Sof, and I'm going to be speaking about this at the UMJA, Lord willing, and so my lectures will be up online, uh, available online for free. You will be able to watch those and download those all you want uh, here in a couple of weeks. But
2: and Caleb, if they if they don't like what you're saying, can they throw tomatoes at their computer screen? Of course they can. Yes. Yeah. And you so <laughs> just to let you know, you can throw you could pour juice on your own computer if you don't like what Caleb's saying. Yeah, whatever. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry. It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever?
2: Yeah. It's just clever. Clever. <laughs> um so, so but anyway, so you're going to be talking about the insult and the emanation, you know, the doctrine of a of kabbalistic.
1: Yeah, and, and emanations
2: ba- of, of God, right?
1: Y- yeah, and basically one of the one of the doctrines of of kabbalah is that uh, there are uh, 10 sephirot or are there 12? Man, I I should know these things. Um, anyway, well, the ten, the, the ten, ten, ten sephirot, it's... yeah, ten sephirot. So, the ten sephirot are like the emanations of God. Um, and it's interesting how they do this because, um, I think that they have a more messed up model than, uh, well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't even say that. I think, you know, when, when the Hasidic Jews come down on, uh, come down on Christians for believing in the Trinity, um, you know, I know that they try to get around to the Ain Sof being some kind of a godhead, but or you know being some kind of a expanded Trinity, but they don't do a very good job. In fact, they think that the Shekinah, uh, the Holy Spirit, is the lowest
2: and the most diminished of all of the. Uh, do you ever do you ever think, Caleb, that you know chabad is an acronym of right? Yep, Kaf Bet Dalit, which is. Uh, uh, or, or not pardon me, chet. I misspoke there. Chabad, Chokma, Bina, Daat. It's like a, it's like a trinity. <laughs> it, that's their their name. It's yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's like,
2: they call that like the crown or whatever of the tree of life. It's like at the top of the tree of life. It's the initial emanations of of the Ein Sof. It's a it's a whole philosophical doctrine. Um, yeah.
1: And it's interesting though because they uh, well okay I don't want to I don't want to ruin my lecture too early but yeah so uh, to answer the question Kabbalah has integrated uh, the idea of the tree of life they've taken what they uh, the emanations of God as they see it uh, also known as the sephirot, and they have morphed it into what they call the tree of life and they say that the that the uh, that these emanations these sephirot are in fact the tree of life however you see this all over the place it's not just with uh, the Sepherot, for instance, uh, the person who is responsible for the uh, Hasidic movement. Uh, Rob showed me a picture the other day, which is very interesting. Uh, the Balshem Tov, as he's referred to, uh, he has his family tree, and his family tree is a very interesting. This piece of artwork is very interesting
2: because and his the, disciples too. It's not. It's not. Yeah, just, it's, uh, it's, it's not physically. just his descendants.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's there's uh, verses from the Torah or from the Tanakh around the outside that are basically attributed to the Baal Shem Tov. Um I, I I could say a lot. But one
2: of the passages around it is well, the top one's from Proverbs, where it says, "Eitz Chaim, uh, she is a tree, tree of, of life. life to those yeah. who grab hold of her. Right now, which in traditional in the Proverbs, it's talking about the Torah the wisdom. Oh yeah, in the yeah. later rabbis say, you know, well, which is Torah, is wisdom, is the same thing. Yeah. So taking a hold of Torah, so it's part of the Shabbat liturgy or Torah reading liturgy, this passage. But what the, what this uh, uh, picture of this giant tree of the Baal Shem Tov is the trunk. And it has the, the tree of life saying from Proverbs on it, as if now it's the, it's the lineage of the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov, Hasidism, that is the tree of life. And then the, the next size smaller letters around it is the passage from Ezekiel 37 about the two sticks being grafted together, um, So, which is part of the two-house uh, theory too. You know. But this is this – is, uh, I think it was made in the late 1800s, early 1900s, this giant uh, uh, image uh, of the tree of life as the Hasidic teachings as coming from the trunk of the tree – Baal Shem Tov, and that that's where life is for the for Hasidism. We
1: should also say that in, within Orthodox Judaism, if you take out the Hasidic part of it, within Orthodox uh, Judaism, the Eitz Chaim is known as is is considered the Torah. In some sects, the Torah is considered the Eitz Chaim. Right. Right. So um, it's not just you know you can't just say oh the Eitz Chaim is a Hasidic you know or a uh, Kabbalistic uh, belief. Uh, I, w- right. I would re- like you said I- it's in I'd Genesis 2. Re-
2: yeah. Tree of life. It's a biblical concept that then takes on different worlds, you know, different connotations by different communities.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this person goes on. Uh, this is a, a man, good I wish I knew this person's name. Um because I'd reference it, but I don't. Um so this person, I don't even know if this is a man or a woman. I'm sorry, whoever wrote this. Uh okay, also that's a great question. Matthew eleven fourteen, And if you are willing to accept it, John himself is Elijah who was to come. Makes it sound like Jesus is saying that John actually is Elijah. In the show, Caleb says that John is one like Elijah, or he is the, represent, the representative of Elijah. But to me, that is different than saying John himself is Elijah. Is there something in the original language of the text that did not get translated correctly? Should the translation of the verse actually be, John himself is one like or one representing Elijah? If not, then how can we know that that is what Matthew meant? This has always confused me. It's a great question. This is, uh, you know, this is an interesting passage and one that I think a lot of people get hung up on. The reason that I say it's one like Elijah or one uh, representing Elijah is because several reasons. Number one, I don't believe in reincarnation. Elijah was still alive, right? And uh, Elijah is where where the we'll take it back to you know uh, medieval belief and, and Kabbalism. Uh, Elijah is where the uh, the chariot the chariot literature comes from. Anyway, uh, maybe we shouldn't get into that. So, okay, the, the idea that uh, that John the Baptist would actually be Elijah himself. Brings a significant amount of theological problems. Number one, uh, then you'd have to believe in reincarnation. Number two, Elijah, Yeshua, and Moses all show up on the Mount of Configuration, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> now I know that John the Baptist by this point has died, but then once again, you still have to believe you would still have to believe in reincarnation. And it doesn't seem as though it doesn't seem as though Yeshua and his disciples see him as John the Baptist, do they? No, they see him as Elijah the prophet. And they know that it's Elijah the prophet. They know it's Moses, and they know it's Elijah the prophet. He doesn't say, "and and uh, you know Moses and Yochanan Hamakbil, uh showed up." You know, we're on the Mount of Transfiguration. No, it's Elijah and Moses. So it seems like there's some kind of distinction there between the two. Um, so what I see this as is, you know, if. Here's, here's the argument, and this is what I think Yeshua, Yeshua knows this, obviously. Uh, he says, if you're willing to accept that this is, this is, John, uh, this is Elijah the prophet. In other words, uh, you know, the argument that's going to come is that wasn't Elijah the prophet, so this couldn't be the Messiah. Because the, the Elijah the prophet has to come before the Messiah comes. I think what Yeshua is saying in this passage is is, is I have, this is a representation of Elijah the prophet. Elijah the prophet is really coming before me in my second coming. But if you're not willing to accept that I'm coming twice, you're not going to accept this as Elijah the prophet. I think that's what's going on here. Rob, shed some light on this for me. What do you think?
2: Well, I I just read it in conjunction with like Luke chapter 1 where um, Zechariah is you know, told by uh, the angel Gabriel, what is going to be happening? That his wife, who's barren, you know, and beyond her years, is going to have a boy's name's Jochanan, and it says there that he's going to go forth, uh, that he'll be a Nazarite, right, and that he will go forth in the the spirit and power of Elijah, and to prepare the, the path of the Lord. And so I just, I understand it. You know, I, I suppose what you're saying too about um, the second coming as well. I was I just understand it to be uh, for Yeshua's first coming in that context, certainly, that he had represented what John the Baptist came. He was a Kohen. He uh was fulfilling the prophecy of Malachi Malachi um, and I, you know i don 't know I, so i don 't take it like when he says he was Elijah, I think we need to look at the larger picture there
1: well and yeah, I think you have to take all of all of uh, scripture in, into account you can 't just take you know this is one of our hermeneutical facts. That we build, you know, within a historical grammatical interpretation of the Bible, this is one of the, this is one of the hermeneutical points that, you, that we rest on. If you don't take that hermeneutic, that's okay. That's up to you, how, however you want to, uh, you know, make your hermeneutic. But uh, this is one of the hermeneutical principles, which is that you can't build doctrine on one verse. You have to take all of Scripture as a whole. And um, almost for every doctrine, there's at least two verses within the Scriptures that are going to support it. There's two witnesses. Right? So we have to look at all of scripture. It's to, We're told that man is appointed to live once and then comes death. So Elijah could not have died and then been reincarnated, come back as John the Baptist. That goes against everything that we know of in the scriptures.
2: And then to be beheaded yeah. as John the Baptist and then to appear at the transfiguration as Elijah again.
1: See now, now we're going to get into some theological issues because the question is: Is then what was Moses doing there? Because Moses died on uh, before entering uh, Israel, right before he crossed over. And so my thought is is that when when Yeshua resurrected, and this brings up another point, uh, this brings up another theological issue: if uh, if Moses was dead and he was on the Mount of Configuration then it would seem to me that, the, that Yeshua and the disciple, well, Yeshua could have because he was rec- resurrected, but the disciples certainly could not have interacted with him because it's against Torah to converse with the dead, right? Necromancy is against Torah. So uh, then the question comes, was Moses actually dead? I think that uh, when, when Yeshua rose from the dead, it says that, the gra- that many graves were opened and many walked a- among the people again. I think that uh, uh, Moses was one of the resurrected um, anyway, so I think that Yeshua was in a resurrected body. I think Moses was in a resurrected body. Elijah, however, uh, he never dies, right? He's taken up in the chariot. Um, so whether or not he was resurrected or he just continues to live because he has, hasn't seen death yet, who knows? Yeah,
2: that's
1: it, a mystery. That's I don't, all, I don't and it's all speculation.
2: Yeah, it's all speculation. So... We're all speculating here.
1: I got a somebody sent me a sound clip this last week, and oh yeah, it's a good one. But I haven't been able to bump the volume loud enough. Listen to, uh, tell me if you can hear this. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. <laughs> it's awful quiet. It is awful quiet. I'll have to work on it. Okay, um, let's keep going. So we're going to talk
2: about. How did one other thing? How did they? How did you know Yeshua takes? Three disciples up with him. How did they recognize Eliyahu and Moshe? I don't know. Hey, that's Moses. Hey, that's Elijah. I remember him from my coloring books.
1: Well, <laughs> maybe uh, you know. There's obviously there's a lot of stuff that that didn't make it into the into our apostolic scriptures. You know, Yeshua could have been teaching him the whole time. They could have had conversations with him. You know, there could have been conversations and whatnot uh, that that went on. Obviously, you know, that wasn't the entire story in its in its entirety. Um, so something else must have been said. They must have been informed at some point or realized. Maybe they just were given the supernatural knowledge instantly that, that you know, this is who they were. Um, I think that there was more going on though I think that Yeshua you know it says that he taught on the road to on the road after his uh, after his resurrection uh you know he's teaching them from the he's teaching the two two disciples from the Torah all about him you know about himself and the resurrection. I think that that carried through for the next thirty days. I think that basically it was like all of a sudden their eyes were open and they and he they he was able to teach Torah and Tanakh to them on a level that they had never been taught before. So they were just drinking in, you know, for 30 days straight. Everybody was just hanging on his words. <clears throat> Pardon me. Okay. 40. 40 days. I'm sorry. I, I said 30. I th- said 30 twice. I meant 40 days. That's what I meant. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that we're even going to have to talk about this on this show. I,
2: d- I didn't even know it was real. This is so oh, like stupid. I, seriously. You know, I'm trying Did you get that clip? Did you get the audio clip I suggested?
1: I forgot. I apologize. We can find it though. Where hang on just a sec. Let me find it again. Um
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just I think Mark posted something or on the internet and I went and looked at it and I'm like You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Uh, this that this is a- apparently, there are people who believe the world is flat right that 's what we 're talking it's, about well, yeah
1: and it 's beca- it's becoming more and more of a it 's not like it 's not like okay it, granted it 's a fringe group but it 's not just messianics however it is definitely creeping into its its way into
2: messianic uh wait a minute so there I, there are messianic believers in Yeshua.
1: Do you remember – okay, hang on just a sec. Do you so, the, re- so
2: they're pro-Torah, pro-Yeshua, Gospels, right, whole Bible, and they believe the world's flat.
1: Yeah. And uh, do you remember – okay, let's just think about this. for let's, let's take a walk back in time. Do you remember a couple of uh, – maybe it was a month or two ago when we talked about the Nephilim and what the Nephilim were? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we pulled clips from and, and talked a lot about a guy named Rob Skiba. Rob Skiba wrote uh, wrote this book called Return of the Nephilim. Now, admittedly, I think Rob Skiba has a, a decent heart. What I the vibe that I get from Skiba, and I could be wrong on this, but the r- vibe I get from Skiba was that he grew up not very popular in his school. He might have really been into like Star Trek and Star Wars and like sci-fi stuff. Might have played a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons growing up. That's kind of the picture that he paints when he talks. I'm not trying to come down on the guy. I'm just saying that's the vibe I get, okay? Uh, you know, very much Dungeons and Dragons-esque. And so what I feel from Skiba in his teaching is that he took, you know, this kind of, you know, comic book, sci-fi oh, because wor- world that he's in. Oh, because when those board games, the world is flat. <laughs> See, but the point is, is that I think he kind of took that and he, you know, it's like this sci-fi to the max, watches the sci-fi channel kind of thing. And he's brought that over, that kind of outlook, into his theology. Because everything that he teaches is either conspiracy theory to the max or is sci-fi wannabe. You know, the Nephilim and the aliens. You know, he's very into aliens. He's very into the aliens are coming back and they're they're taught in the Bible as the Nephilim. You know, and he kind of has this... uh, you know, oh, if you don't believe me, well, that's okay. You're just part of the problem. You know, you've just been duped by the bigger power. The New World Order has, has uh, duped you. That's kind of what I get from
2: him, okay? Uh, what what reminds he's, me, what one of my friends was telling me that he, he was in a conversation with someone locally here that thought that the cell towers are not really cell towers, they're thought control mechanisms i'll,
1: I'll make and, sure i'll make sure to let my uh, father-in-law and, know that because what he does is <laughs> build cell towers
2: no and so what that, so this was uh one of my friends who's messianic and he told the guy he said no those are those are for cell phones he's like well you're probably a nephilim." <laughs> oh. <laughs> he told him he's probably a, a nephilim and that's why he's defending this uh cell towers being cell towers uh, but I, not, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know what is up. I'm not What's trying. That? I'm not trying to be mean, but honestly, no. I, here, here's, just, here,
1: here's the here's the deal with Skiba. He has zero training in anything biblical. Can you?
2: How do you spell his last name? I think it's S K I B A. Skiba. Okay, not like Sceva, because there's like the sons of Siva in the in the Book of Acts. No, but
1: but here's the issue. He has zero training. It reeks of conspiracy. You know, he's a conspiracy theorist. And um, honestly, it's very distracting from the truth and from what what we need to be focusing on.
2: There's so many of these things. It's it's
1: a distraction. All this stuff is a distraction. And honestly, it's tearing down the body. Skiba thinks that he's doing great things. And people are like, oh, my word, this Rob Skiba, he's so great. No, he's not. He's tearing down the body of the Messiah. He's not trying to. His heart's in the right place, I think. But this is just it's where he's going. You know, I contacted a, another speaker and said I saw that you did a, you know, a a conference with Skiba. You know, this is a distraction. Why are you, you know, and the guy wrote me back and said, "Yeah, you know, this was uh, I didn't realize what he was teaching. I had just met so is,
2: him. is Skiba flat earth?
1: <clears throat> yes, he's getting there. I, I, he hasn't gone full. You know, he still says, the last thing that I listened to, Skiba said, uh, you know, I'm, I, I've am i just started looking into this. I'm not 100%, you know, I don't have it all f- worked out right now. But, And basically what the argument is is that the Bible doesn't teach around earth. So instead of looking at science what we should do or looking at you know and even more so it all breaks down to conspiracy theory because what the conspiracy theory is on this and i'm sorry for everyone all of our listeners out there who are having to listen to such nonsense but what the what the conspiracy theory is is that nasa is a is a, organiza- a governmental organization that ha- was created for the sole purpose of covering up the the fact that the earth is flat
2: Is there like a Gematria coat for NASA? I don't know, no.
1: (laughs) But that, yeah. Anyway, so basically let me lay out what this is supposed to look like, okay? You have, well, there's different renditions from people. But basically what you have is you have the world in a circular disk like this, okay? And around that disk is ice, okay? So no matter which way you go... You always hit ice you always hit ice, which is the South Pole, so the South Pole actually goes all the way around the world now we're going to get back to that in a few minutes because that's important for their theory so when they when they talk about like uh, like uh, one of the things that I first went to was okay you know there's a documentary on Netflix this 14
2: year old girl was the youngest girl in so the how, come it, how do they know it's not the North Pole that is the that that is the edge, because the, because people live in the North Pole. Oh, but, it's like people living in the center of the circle.
1: Yeah, but you can't live on the out outside of the circle because you drop off the 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 edges. <laughs> I can see it working in your head, man.
2: <laughs> okay. Wow, well, you know, you know, I guess we live in America. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> I guess if a guy really wants to invest uh, his life energy okay, but into hang, that, I, 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 um, that is—that's a sad situation.
1: It is, but here let, let's go through this for for a few seconds. Okay, I, now believe it or not, I spent three hours researching this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, laugh it up, chuckles. I'm the one who had to actually research it, uh, and and I wanted to research it because I wanted to give these guys somewhat of a, a fair shake in terms of me saying, yeah, okay, I've looked into it, I've I've listened to what you've said, I've you know. And so you and I are among the deceived. Yes. From and, their perspective. Yeah. Okay. And, and let's, okay. So, so basically, basically the first thing that I thought of when I thought, okay. Spher- these, oh, he said conspiracy spherists. Yes. When, when, uh, when, when I think of flat earth, I think of the documentary on, on Netflix and maybe, maybe nobody will know what I'm talking about, but there's this documentary of this girl who's 14 years old when she shoots the documentary. And, her dad, her parents are split up. Her dad buys uh, this old, rundown boat. Her and her dad fix it up together. At fourteen years old, she gets the permission of her parents. She stocks her boat up, and it takes her two years. And she goes. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, she goes by herself, and she sails around the entire world. She's the youngest person at the time that the documentary is filmed. She was the youngest person, and I think she still is in the record books—the youngest person to ever sail around uh, the 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 world. Uh, alone. And honestly, I mean, it wasn't a great documentary, but it wasn't bad. It's
2: impressive that It's impressive at to the say the, the least. The fortitude and per- perseverance it took to do that.
1: So, the first thing I thought was, okay. So what? This this 14-year-old girl has been uh hired by NASA to trick people?
2: No, they'll just say she's she just uh sailed in a circle. That's
1: right. That, and that's exactly what they say.
2: So, and the What's weird is what about I have so many questions. Like, do they believe the moon is a sphere? Yes. Is okay. The, yeah. So the moon is a sphere. How about like Mars or? But it's Venus? all within this dome.
1: Okay. So what they believe no, is but, that. I, but are those other planets <clears throat> spheres? Yeah, but they're all. Yeah, but they're all close to us.
2: No, that's fine. That's fine. But but they're at least saying that these other heavenly objects that are not stars, like the planets, are indeed spheres. We're the Earth is unique in that it's. It's a plate. Everything else are spheres. That's correct. And then do they believe that there are satellites that are in orbit? Yes. That science puts, so they do believe that there are satellites up there. So when they use the internet and post their things and they use satellite uplinks and stuff, they believe that there is some sort of physical explanation for how these um, the satellites stay in orbit, although they will probably wouldn't call it an orbit. It's like it's just kind of like a circle that they're doing. Yeah,
1: you're within a dome. So think of the Truman show. Did you ever see
2: the Truman show? Yeah, that's just so dumb. If you went if you all you have to do all you have to do is go look at pictures. Look oh, at pictures. Oh, oh no, 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 no no Rob now no, hang on out no, at the stars. No no Would Rob
1: look? Rob that now hang on just a second, brother. Now those pictures are all fabricated by NASA, which is the big machine that is is tricking that you. controls that yeah. controls it all. They're tricking you. Um, so basically, the idea is that when NASA was created, they go up into space and they realize, "Oh no, we've been teaching it wrong for 500 years." That's actually not true. It goes—the idea that the world was round goes back way farther than 500 years. So the the flat Earth people have that wrong. Yeah, uh,
2: they, they calculated the circumference of the world like back in like long 300 time ago. Yeah, in each in ancient Egypt, because yeah. they knew that that. There was a, an ark, and so they had some – I don't remember who the king was. He had an army march. And, uh,
1: but, but here's the interesting thing about these flat earthers is that they, they have answers for everything. And so there are answers for that. I'm not joking. They say that since that – this is no joke. I'm just telling you what they're saying here, okay? They say that since the sun is much closer than what we think it is, instead of being you know light years, millions of light years away, it's actually a couple thousand miles away. And it's within this dome, and if that's the case, what what they thought was the way that they measured it, what they thought was a curve, was actually just the the uh, sun being closer and
2: shining shadows differently. Mm. So there's answers for everything. Yeah. Well, the sun it takes it's not even a light year away. The light from the sun, according to the standard deceived physics model. <laughs> It's like seven or eight minutes. It takes, a, it takes a particle of light, seven to eight minutes, to, to, to reach the earth from the sun.
1: This is what is wrong with the Messianic movement. People always, you know, when we talked about uh, education, when we talked about all this kind of stuff, uh, you know, actually getting some education and whatnot and being well-informed, people came back and said, oh, no, you guys, t- education. Do you realize how stupid people look within the messianic and the Christian world who are saying that we live in a flat See, earth? See, I think
2: it's the, that's why the enemy loves this sort of uh, thing.
1: Exactly. And so now what people are saying, you know, the people who are non-believers, it's a tool that's being used by the enemy against believers. Dude, if somebody walked up to me and was like, dude, you should believe in Jesus Christ. And I was a non-believer. You should believe in Jesus Christ. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah, first of all, the first thing you need to know is that we live on a flat earth. I'd be like, pfft. Done. Yeah. Like, I'm not listening. Like, you're an idiot. I'm not listening to you anymore. This is a tool used by Satan. I really believe that. This is a tool used by Satan. Uh, they, they say that gravity is not the Earth going around like this. It's actually, since we're on a disk, uh, the Earth is going upwards in space at a rate of like 9.8 meters per second or something like that, which is actually pushing us down. Okay, so it's not they've recalculated, uh, you know, the idea of gravity, um, all this kind of stuff. Okay, and of course they take all these Bible verses out of context completely, like from the four corners of the earth, which uh, just shows that there's
2: absolutely that. See, right there, four corners of the earth. That's used in all banner of ancient Near Eastern literature. That's not a biblical phrase. That's an ancient Near Eastern. But they're going to say that talking about. The four corners—that means the four directions. But they're going to say that that
1: mean, that that the ancient uh, people back in those days knew that the Earth was flat, and so they they meant it literally. They never.
2: Yeah,
1: let's listen to those, some clips. Let's listen. Okay. To, let's listen to some clips. Let's. Okay, so this guy, uh, this is a this guy is a huge proponent of the flat Earth model. Um, <laughs> his last name is Sergeant. I think it's Mark Sargent. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, no other introduction, I guess, except for that. Here you go. Here, and th- he's going to lay this out for us. This is him laying out uh, what the argument
0: actually is. The short version, it goes under the assumption that the model that was introduced to us as the globe 500 years ago, you know, roughly, you know, depending on when you want to.
1: Okay, hang on just a sec. I've got to get my sound clips out here. Um, first of all, he's wrong. The model was not given 500 years ago. That is an incorrect statement. And so, you know, if you're going to actually try to be taken seriously on this stuff,
0: you should probably do your history. It goes under the assumption that the model that was introduced to us as the globe 500 years ago, you know, roughly, you know, depending on when you want to you know, take that in, uh, was... Artificially put in there, you know that, that our the first 4,500 years of our history, in every religion, every culture, every tribe, everything, everyone believed that the world was a flattish surface that was enclosed by this giant canopy and where you saw the stars and, and the planets, which were really just a, a very, very well-rendered art image, and that the sun and the moon were much smaller and hovering above our earth, it was a giant Truman Show simulation, yeah and then 500 years ago. That changed uh, the, the scientific community and, and whether or not it was, you know, artificially put in by a higher power or, you know the, the, you know, the creator, the builders, whoever, both science and religion latched on to this and they kept it going. You know, the, the globe model was introduced and for 20 generations, that's what we taught people. Wait but there was minute, a problem a there. Wait and the minute, problem was there was Hang literally on. no
2: technology to prove
0: let
1: me, it. Let me pause. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Okay this this guy's a bonehead <laughs> okay first of all first of all let's just get, forget the 500 give him that okay we'll give it so well, let's, all let's of pretend a sudden, every all these religions and all these cultures overnight started adopting a global model how come no are, are any of these religions out there or tribes still teaching that the world is flat did all these religions change? Did the Buddhists say no? Sorry, you Catholic uh, Christians, you're, you guys are now pushing a global model. No, we're sticking to our flat Earth theory. And the Hindus said no. Yeah, we have these ancient scriptures that are flat Earth. Sorry, we're not gonna. We're not buying it. No, his, he's he's doing a non sequitur. He's he's establishing this that the all the world believed the Earth was flat. Then all of a sudden, five hundred years ago, it changed. Yeah, uh, the the Catholics. Adopted a new pattern <laughs> and then brainwashed everybody. everybody. This is similar to the lunar Sabbath. Like, uh, what we that's, call the, hey, that's exactly what's it? What's what I it? thought. What do we call it? Am- uh, L- LSD. Amnesia. Yeah, collective, collective amnesia. amnesia. Oh, man. Now everybody all of a sudden believes <laughs> through uh, some sort Os- yeah, of osmosis power. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, however, this was introduced, this, this theory, however it came in, we all bought in. and now Oh, it
1: gets even better, Rob. Trust me, it gets even better.
2: I can't... I, okay.
1: So, but but you're, you're absolutely right. And actually, when I, thought, when I started researching this, I thought to myself, you know what? I thought that the Lunar Sabbath people were the craziest in the Messianic movement. No. This has to be...
2: This is... This tops it. Well, the, here's the difference, though. Craziness, yeah, but, but someone could, theoretically here, hypothetically, someone could observe the, the Shabbat and believe the world's flat, whereas the Lunar Sabbath person is actually, I think, disobedient. To God. I agree. So that's just splitting hairs. But in terms of crazy, they're both
0: crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to the end of this clip. you got 23 seconds left. That's what we taught people. But there was a problem there. And the problem was there was literally no technology to prove it you know the the question is okay let's say you go up there you know nasa was formed in 1958 let's say you go up there and the earth isn't exactly what it looks what you think it looks like you know what you've been putting in classrooms you know for, for generation after generation would you tell people <laughs> we do not we do get not a lot of here, here and here we, and we do we it's wonderful. do
2: it's it's wonderful. wonderful okay that had a little bit of echo yeah, there's there. okay we do have evidence we do have evidence we do have technology. They had the. It's back to the ancient e- Egypt where they had. I and mean, this is one thing they had: the well. Remember, there was one day a year where the people could see the all the way to the bottom of the well at noon. It was that. It was at the solstice, mm-hmm. and then every other day, it, there was just the the, new, the sun didn't shine, and they they it became this popular thing. People would come from all over to see this one day of the year where everybody could you could look down because the sun was a certain place. So what they did is. They actually majored the arc by th- noticing the the ups and the downs and, and marking the solstices and and using. Oh, it's just I can't even believe. Well, and that's and that's that's one of the you know. Now it's true we didn't have any picture. No one had taken a picture he, he, like, he, from he, space.
1: He says that he says that there's no evidence. And and here's the issue. You know what? There is no evidence, it, according to the lunar or to the lunar sanitarians, uh, according to the flat earthers. And the reason why is because what they're going to say is you don't have any evidence. And this goes back to a philosophy model because NASA is you can't
2: it's, not, NASA. it's not it's not
1: it's not just not NASA. They're going to say you you don't have any any evidence. And when you bring forward all the evidence, they're going to say, nope, that's not real. It's not good enough evidence. It's just like the philosopher who says you're not really here. Yes, I am. Approve it. Well, I have my five senses. Nope, that doesn't work. You can't trust those. Okay, well, uh, you know, I, I think therefore I am. Nope, that doesn't
2: work. How about I get a stick and a whoppy upside the head? Yeah, they exactly. If, nope, if, if it's I'm just a, it.
1: it's all just an illusion. And what these flat earthers are saying is, oh, where's the evidence? Show me the evidence. You bring forward all this evidence, you put it in front of them, you, they say, nope, that doesn't work. Nope, you can't trust that. Nope, that doesn't work. And so collectively, we just have tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of evidence that proves the, that the earth is flat. And what these people are saying is, you can't use that evidence. You mean and prove so, that the world's round. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. And so, and so, what they're trying to do is they're trying to cut the legs out from under us by saying, no, you can't really trust that. It's, uh, you know.
2: So, how do they know if it's. Circular or if it is like a square then? How can they well, there's, di-
1: how an, they- there's another model that I saw where it is a square. And then within that square is this circle. And the edges of the circle are actually the south pole. Anyway, let's keep going. So, so he says that there is, you know, he says, okay. So I, I think everyone should be getting the argument. I'm not sure what proof. Uh, so I think he asks what proof there is here in this one.
0: The, the first clue that I dealt with was uh, really, you know, other than the introduction, I asked some very, very basic questions. And one of the first questions I had was, why are there no pictures of the Earth from space? You know, I was, I was trying.
1: Okay. And what he's going to say here in a few seconds is that the only thing that we have from space is our comp- composites. I don't know if you know what composites are, but I'm going to try to explain this to you, for everyone. What a composite is, is uh, different pictures put together to make up one picture. And he uses, later on in this lecture, he uh, uses the idea of the Google, uh, Google Maps. If you go to Google Maps and you do the street view, okay, what they've done is they've taken, a, they've taken a, a truck that has, you know, like 18 cameras or whatever on the top of it. And as this truck drives, it takes pictures from all different angles. Then what it does is it compiles all these into one composite image. And so when you go to street view and you can look around, what it's done is it's put all these images together. What he is saying by the idea that there's no images of the earth, it's all just composite images, is that what they have done is they've taken a snippet here, and it's just flat, you know, and a snippet here flat, and they've put all these pictures together to make this globe, which in my mind, in and of itself, proves that that the earth is round. Because if it wasn't round, you wouldn't be able to put composites together to be able to have a a, a round globe because there would so, be no curve to it.
2: One of the famous pictures of the Earth that I think of from the 60s is from the moon. Does, did these guys deny that we were ever on the moon? Some of them do. Some but of them some, do. Do you know if the guy we're listening to right now, does he believe that... I assume that he thinks we didn't land on the moon. However, I don't know. So the moon. So these. what, what I'm hearing you say is, is it's likely that... Some of these, maybe most people who are flat Earth are, think that that's one of the first conspiracies was the lunar
1: landing. Even if you find somebody who, uh, who's a flat Earther who actually believes that we did land on the moon, it doesn't matter because NASA is the one who landed on the moon. And NASA is the one who's trying to cover this all up.
2: But, the, well, the Russians are the Russians are up there in a space station, too. Okay, so hang on. We're going
1: we're gonna to get into that in a few seconds. Okay, okay let's keep going with this clip. Different
0: Basically, centuries. create the doubt of, what you know, The what you see is not really what you see. Because everybody, when I ask them, you know, I say, okay, how do you know the Earth is round? And everybody comes up with that knee-jerk response, which is, well, we know, duh. No,
1: that's not the knee-jerk response. There's plenty and plenty of other responses that I have to why the Earth is round, it's not just, duh, uh, he's trying to downplay <laughs> science. I hate to tell you this, but, you know, and, and the big, here's, and that's the, that's the trigger word for all these guys, okay? The biggest uh, argument against a round earth is that, no, science came out and tried to say that the earth was round. And th- science is an assault on religion, And uh, so all these religious people were duped into believing in science. We don't believe in science. we We believe in God. And so what they try to do is they try to pin science against religion. Okay? This is a huge problem. And the reason why is because God made science. Science is what proves God in my mind. Science and religion don't go like this. Science and
2: religion should be hand in hand. And the, nat- the nature of scientific revolution, the nature of scientific inquiry, properly practiced, is, that, is to try to disprove what the, what the previous person has set up. It's just like Newton had his law of gravity, right? And it explained a whole bunch of things for how many years, you know, in the, I think, 17th century, Newton established the laws of gravity of gravity. Then Einstein comes along in the early 1900s and gives a general theory of relativity that it, that it accomplishes everything that Newton's model did and more. It goes, it explains things that Newton's model didn't. So and it, it revolutionized the way the models that science uses. And that's just the way of the science works is that someone will have an hypothesis and then they try to test it and try to make, prove the hypothesis wrong. And so you have different scholars from different countries trying to prove a hypothesis wrong. And if they prove it wrong, then they've actually, okay, we've learned something. Then they'll have a new hypothesis. But it, but once a, a hypothesis has, goes a really long time and, they, and no one's been able to conduct any experiments that prove it wrong, it becomes basically a law. It's like, well, we can't prove it. Now, this guy could go into a scientific community and if he had, if he could listen and use the terminology that those physics are using and demonstrate to them that they're wrong, if they were true scientists, they would, they would, they would follow, but they're not gonna, (laughs) (laughs) there's no, it, it sounds like this person, they, they're very well spoken. You know, it sounds like they have a, uh, they're passionate, um, Oh, just wait until we get to the passion part of this. Uh, there, right. there are people. There,
1: there are people who are straight up rude and like hostile towards people who believe that the world is round. Okay, let's keep going with this guy. Hang on, just a
0: You're An idiot. You know, why would you ever think it's it's not round? I go, okay. Other than you know, you know, like you know, fire burns and you know, there's gravity. How do you know that the Earth is is um, a sphere? And I go, and, I, and then they say, well, we've got the picture. And, you know, NASA took the picture. I go, okay, can you tell me how the Earth is a sphere without using the word NASA? Because if you Google, you know, the Earth from space, you know, you can do this right now, you will find just rows and rows and rows of composite images. And if you go back not very far at all, 10 years, maybe 12 years, those composite images weren't even there.
1: So uh, the other thing that that uh, these conspiracy theorists say is that there's this guy that was hired by NASA to make pictures, to paint pictures. These pictures look so real, and and, and uh, that these are actually the pictures that we have of Earth are these paintings. They're they're not actually photos. Um,
2: okay, let's let's go one more. Okay, okay. Let, okay. <laughs> what different? It, it's almost like he's making this as a a qualification for something, like. You know what I mean? Like,
1: like if, you, a- if you are if you are a flat earther and you try in any way, shape or form to teach anything anywhere, I will discount you. I, I will not believe anything that you've said, because if you're going to if you're going to buy into such nonsense then obviously your scholarship is beyond this is this right here the fact that skiba would even re, i mean he was discounted as any kind of a teacher in my mind long before this for his his views of the nephilim and a- aliens yeah. you know, and
2: and people don't have to even believe in god to believe in flat earth no
1: of course not but the right? point I mean, but this is
2: not this is not just something among people who believe, you know there believe there's
1: one of two things that are going on if you believe in flat earth i believe there's one of two things going on a, you are an ultra, ultra conspiracy theorist or you have mental problems. That's, that's the two options that I can see for, for someone believing this. You're either an ultra conspiracy theorist or you have mental problems. There's something not clicking right upstairs. Okay. Let's, I, I got one more for you. Listen and now, okay. We've listened to two clips from this guy, Sergeant, Mark Sargent. Okay. Here's the deal though. Listen to the way that he uh, conducts his research on this kind of stuff. Listen to his the way that he puts this all, this kind of stuff together. Okay.
0: If you keep going down through all the different shapes,
1: he's talking you get about into circular- He's talking about maps right now. Okay, and the site that he's on is Wiki, Wiki, WikiHow. Okay, and I don't know if people are familiar with WikiHow, but. Wiki pages are created by people. Anybody. Anybody. Yeah. You, can put, you can put information into these things, okay? Um, I could go in and edit it, okay? Listen to his reasoning here. So he's talking about maps that we have on the internet and the shape of the different maps, okay?
0: If you keep going down through all the different shapes, you'll get into circular maps. But only one of these is a top-down perspective that shows the continents in the center surrounded by an unbroken ring of ice in wiki it's called the azimuthal equidistant and just to make it easier i'm going to abbreviate and call it a e for short why is this map so interesting yes why well if you're looking at the wiki page you'll spot a few reasons the first is that in the notes section of the map and i quote used by the u s g s in the national atlas of the united states
1: Okay. Hang on now. This for this for this guy, this is a huge breaking point in his in his uh, in
2: his theory. Is oh that so? He it, doesn't understand the difference between primary sources and secondary sources, and how and a wiki is, page, and, and and how to even conduct research.
1: No, so 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 in the notes on the and now I went to this so page this to look. Is a
2: person who's yeah highly conspiracy high internet consumption. Yeah, exactly. This person, this person is a high level of their intellectual mind has been come through dumpster diving. That's exactly so they're probably, right. They're malnutritioned. They, they haven't had any good teachers in yep. their life. And yep. that's sad. Yep. Um, okay. Hang on. Let's, let's keep going. He's
1: going to explain this more. Okay. So we're, right now we're talking about the notes section on a wiki page. On a wiki page.
0: It also mentions that it is used as the emblem of the United Nations.
1: Oh, oh, oh wait. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> oh you gotta work on your time. I know, I'm that sorry. Was, that
0: was a little late.
1: The United Nations. That I right, come on.
0: Of all the maps on this screen, it is the only one that references a group of any kind.
2: <gasps>
0: and if you keep Wait. this page open.
1: Hang on they- just a sec. So that right there to him means something. On a wiki page. The fact that this note is the only one that references any kind of an organization, that's significant to him on a wiki page. Why is that significant?
0: It over to the Flat Earth section of wiki. You'll notice towards the bottom of the page a similar map. I've referenced it here, and you can tell quite easily it's identical, but not referenced or linked as the AE model. To make things even more strange, we go back to the USGS model, and you see that it was first proposed a thousand years ago, and you may think, well, that's a bad link. So you compare it with... Now,
1: hang on. He says proposed? Proposed? What?
0: What?
2: I... I, This This guy, I... I, Yeah.
1: So a map was written by a dude a thousand years ago who was a flat earther, and he, he... I don't.
2: I mean, he, this guy is so all over the place. Is the North American continent continent even on on uh, <laughs> and well North and South America continents on the one that was yes. a thousand years ago? Yes. He said, "Yeah, it is." Why didn't Columbus just look at that guy's map? <laughs> didn't he looked it up on the internet? I think the <laughs> internet is. I think the internet's older than. Yes, of I, course. I seriously, Caleb a lot of people think the internet's you know only been around for like
1: okay let's let's really talk about what how big of a conspiracy theory theory uh this this theory is okay this is this is um what you would have to buy into if you want to believe in a in a flat earth this guy sergeant and other people believe that in in uh the 50s this explorer named last name bird went down to the south pole and uh he found out that um, there, he, he assumed that there was this uh, piece of land that was uh, larger than the United States itself down in the South Pole. And he said that there was going to be, uh, you know, uh, there's all this. Uh, all these resources for us. There's oil, there's all this different stuff. Okay. And this guy's well-documented. Okay. And he basically gets all these different governments to come down and start posting up shop. Okay. Um, The Russians, the Germans, the Americans, all these different people are coming down. They're going to go in They're you know, they're going to tap into these untapped resources. And it's like this fight for land down in the fifties. Okay. And so What he says is that they all went down, you know, this is like the fourth expedition that this guy Bird is on, they go down, and all of a sudden, without any explanation, they just leave. All of them just leave, and they sign this accord saying that none of them are going to go beyond the outer borders of the uh, do anything down in the South pole, uh, uh, besides, you know, the outer borders of the South pole. So in other words, people can go and visit the outer borders of the South pole, uh, but no one can go to the land itself in the South pole and, and do anything there. And this is going, you know, they all, every nation has signed this every nation, uh, that becomes a, a sovereign nation is going to have to sign this all blah, blah, blah. Okay. What he says is, well, what really happened was, was that they all got down there and they looked over this this ice wall and they found out that, oh, you know what? The earth is actually flat and this is the edge of it. How does he know that? Because there's no explanation on why they just leave.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Apart from him trying to make up an explanation, how does he know that that is what? He doesn't. Did any of the people tell him that? No. Oh, so he doesn't really know that that's the edge of the world. He's just, just, it's a hypothesis.
1: Exactly. But here's the other issue with that, okay? Here's the other issue with that. And this is the issue, uh, whether or not you believe in this, in the whole South Pole, edge of the Earth thing or not. America and NASA, NASA is an American company. They put stuff into into space, okay? We've seen rockets go into space. I've seen the videos of these huge rockets going up into space, right? Everyone's seen that. The Russians have put stuff up into space.
2: And it's not just America and Russia. Not only that, there's, uh, who's, the, who's the Richard Branson guy? Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine did security for him when he was in Africa. This, I mean, that's an independent yeah, in, super wealth guy. Yeah, wealthy ind, guy.
1: Independence, independent studies, independent rockets, all sorts of stuff. Okay? Google, yeah, just, Google has satellites up there now. And, what, just, and, what, this, and what, what these people are trying to say is that, okay, at some point, all these nations got together and said, look, this is going to be a huge problem we've been teaching in our universities, our schools, everything for for hundreds of years now that the earth is round. If people find out that the earth is actually flat, it's going to it's going to make everything look bad. All the universities are going to look like they don't know what they're talking about. All this kind of stuff, okay? And so what what happened was all of these nations who have done any space travel ever have said, "Okay, we're going to keep the lid on this." <laughs> so they all agree. So they all agree. Oh and my, and, even, and during and, and during the Cold War and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't come out. It's not like Russia said, oh, by the way, your government's hiding
2: something from you. The earth is actually so, flat. So this guy, you know, he asked people, well, how do you know? How do you know? He puts that question. That's why I was asking it that way earlier to someone who says the earth's round. Well, how do you know? If you go to any of these edges of his, his argument and say, how do you know? He's going to just say, well... Uh, he doesn't. He's, he's making up conspiracy theories. He's going to say because the Bible together. says so. They all got together. He's going to say because the Bible says so. And I'd say, show me in the Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's going to say, uh, well, I'm using an English translation.
1: He's going say,
2: say, to say four corners of the earth. And I'll say that's, that's outside of the Bible. That's just, that's just a way of talking an idiom from the ancient Near East. I'd agree with yeah. you, but he's
1: so, so in other words, he's going to say, well, you know, you can, you can discount that, but I'm showing you from the Bible. The point is this you look to believe flat earth, you have to believe that every nation that has ever done anything and the independent, the independent, uh, groups and organizations that have put stuff into space have all decided that for the better, uh, for the betterment of all of the world and our universities and people's mental well being. That everyone that they're all going to lie, they're all going to keep the secret from their own families, from their own families, and everybody else. They're they're going to keep the secret, and and they're not going to tell
2: anyone. It's like the it's same thing with like Illuminati, exactly, or or, um, what are some of these other conspiracy theories? Uh, New World Order. Um, I mean, that's just that's too bad.
1: Okay, so then we have stuff like this. Uh, you know, our friend Mark Randall, who runs our our uh, websites and and runs the chat room for the Robin Caleb show, he's going back and forth.
2: <laughs> I don't. Why does Mark? Does he friend? Maybe he's friends with these guys. I, I don't know.
1: But he he made a post on this on this thing. Uh, th- this video is just so. Uh, this whole thing is just so so stupid, and he's go, going back and forth with this guy named Ty. I don't know who Ty is. Um, from the post that Ty makes, I think he's, he might have some mental issues. I think he might be unbalanced. Listen to this. So, uh, Mark says Funny thing is, they, they that is uh, us, they're actually going to talk about this nonsense on TR Messianic Radio this week. Should be fun. Robert Van Hoff and Caleb Hagg from The Robin Caleb Show will have some interesting things to say about it. And, of course, I'm sure you'll see it uh, as all a conspiracy and more lies. This guy, Ty, writes back and says, perhaps you just need to set aside your globalist uh, indoctrination, allow scripture to be true, and investigate the facts, in bold letters, and not the unsupported suppositions
2: of the largest occult religion on earth. Repentance is... He's just saying, he's saying, you guys are buying into a conspiracy theory. yeah but he says it's a religious and cult he's alterna- he's what he's doing he's substituting an alternative conspiracy yeah exactly so in other words caleb you've bought into a conspiracy uh theory you're you're buying into this whole thing that the world's a sphere and all this stuff but really you don't know the truth hey,
1: oh, listen to this he says repentance is in order not the sophomoric behavior on open display in this post I honestly think this guy might have some, some mental issues. So
2: people need to – so the, the message is that you need to repent from believing that the world is spherical? Yes. Because that's, a, because that's an occult religion. That's what he's saying, yes. And this is why I think there and might be some mental problems. And using the internet and uh, email and probably cell phone. Oh,
1: <laughs> boy. So in other words, look, here's the issue, okay? Uh, these kind of theories come – Are these guys
2: homeschooled? <laughs> I, I don't I know. Hope, I, I hope was. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I hope they weren't. I mean, because that would be a bad. Uh, I... Yeah. Well, here's the here's the deal. Um,
1: you know, if you want to, if you are going to believe in flat Earth, you're going to be placed in the in uh, a category, rightly so, of uneducated.
0: You're a legend in your own mind.
1: Your mom goes to college.
0: I think that view he is headed for a
1: deep mischief. and the Um. Okay. If you're gonna believe in this, here's the deal: is that you're basically you're buying into ultra ultra conspiracy theory. Look, I'm the first to tell you, I believe in some of what might be considered conspiracy theory. Not a lot, but I do. Okay, I'm not even going to mention what it is because I, it's, you know, there's controversial things that I believe in, but to say that the earth is flat, this is not just a conspiracy theory amongst a couple of people. You know, it's not like, oh, this government organization did this, this government organization bought into it, and now they're controlling this, and you know, the United States presidency is in control of something. No, no, no. This conspiracy is a conspiracy theory that has to span the entire world right. every major uh, government that has done any space work, any major uh, company such as Google or other organizations that have put things into space they all have to have they all have to be a part of this conspiracy for it to work and not only that but you have to have it so that everyone everyone who knows the truth is a good secret keeper and not just a good yeah. secret keeper, a really good secret keeper.
2: It just doesn't happen. It it just, it doesn't work that way.
1: This is why people think Christians and messianics are idiots is because a nonsense like this don't buy into it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to me that, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with this. When I say to someone, oh, man, yeah, I, oh, I'm Messianic. You're Messianic? Oh, so you believe that the earth is flat? <laughs> That's where this is going. Yeah. Uh, this is frustrating. It's frustrating because it shows an all-new lack of, of being able to think. However, it does prove our point, Rob, that uh, you know, the Messianic movement is willing to jump on board with just about anything.
2: Well, that people who are in whatever you want, you know, that's whatever we mean by that. Uh, I think it reinforces the, our point of education, like you played the clip for earlier. Um, but they would say, oh, indoctrination at the cathedrals of of NASA learning.
1: It's frustrating. Okay,
2: well, are we done? I think we're done. Yeah, this is just, that's. I'm just, uh, it's a bummer it's a bummer. You know, uh, what, what do people get out of this? I don't know what, what's the gain, you know, usually, you know, if you're going to invest a lot of time and energy in something, usually you're trying to, you know, there's some sort of gain or do they see themselves as prophets that are taking, bringing a true message of repentance to a, an adulterous um, world? Is that the role? Do they see themselves as uh, the prophet speaking the truth to the NASA power kind of thing. Um, I, I don't
1: know, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, they're lucky that, that my wife wasn't on the show today. <laughs> I, told, I told my wife just a little bit about, she said, what are you doing the show on this week? So I started talking, you know, you, you know, flat earth. You, I mean, my wife is uh, very, very intelligent, much more so than me. She uh, was placed in all sorts of, uh excelled learning uh you know she went to the special school for the smart people i mean she is very very intelligent and uh oh man it, it, anyone who wants to uh really have a challenge when it comes to this kind of theory talk to my wife cuz she will challenge you 100% sure and not only it. will she challenge you she'll get she, yeah don't 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 take off the mexicans the smart mexicans man <laughs> hey you know
2: i was th- I was thinking too, like about Spike.
1: Oh, dude, Spike. Okay. So those who don't it'd know who great, Spike it'd is, it'd be great if Sp- Spike would like, so Sp- Spiros Pissaris, also known as Spike Pissaris, is a, uh, is a gentleman who put out the, uh, we should have him on the show. Uh, he put out two DVDs so far. He's putting out a third DVD. Uh, they're called Our Created Solar System. Um, and, it, He's done very well with them uh, in terms of the content and everything. And basically it shows from a scientific standpoint why creationism works as opposed to evolutionary, evolutionary theory. Um, and if you haven't seen the DVDs, they're absolutely excellent. He worked uh, – He I forget exactly Yeah, his background. Anyway, um, we should have him on. But he's, he's well aware of the people who believe in flat earth and he just shakes his head and, you know, he just – baffling we should have him on All right, everybody I think that's uh, is that going to do it for us yeah alright well hey everybody please be in prayer for us uh, while we are over at the UMJA conference if we offended you today well uh, that's probably because you believe in flat earth and you know I don't really care be offended you know that doesn't concern me Um, but otherwise please hold on to truth don't be duped by all this nonsense out there uh, But please do pray, be praying for us As we uh, travel out to the UMJA conference And we speak there And uh, keep sending us emails people We really, really appreciate it uh, It gives us good content And we hope that uh, if there was people in the chat room today We hope that you had a great time in the chat room We hope that it glorified our great God and Savior Yeshua, the Messiah